0: Hey, everybody, you're listening to Beyond 1894. This is the official podcast of Louisiana Tech University. I'm Gavin Kelly from the Office of University Communications. Our guest for this episode is Mr. Tommy Perkins. Uh, He's joining us today from the Enterprise Campus. We'll get into that. He is the Tenant Services and Facilities Coordinator for Innovation Enterprise. Mr. Tommy, thank you for being here today. Hey, it's an honor to be here, Gavin. I appreciate the invitation. So, you know, I mentioned your title and I mentioned enterprise campus and we're going to kind of get into what that means. Um, talk to us about what goes into your job. I know it's, it's a, it's a wide arching thing, right? Um, but talk to us kind of about your role and what it means. And then we'll kind of get into the functions of the enterprise campus, too.
1: Sure. It's a great big long title, Tenant Services and Facilities Coordinator for Innovation Enterprise, mm-hmm. that basically means the guy that handles everything.
0: Right, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so what it is, is I act as a liaison between the private companies that operate here on campus and the university administration itself. Mm-hmm. So we have 18 private companies currently operating on our campus right now in research partnerships, and talent pipelines. Building uh, and various other partnerships with the university that have satellite offices in Tech Point or in Tech Point 2 uh, where they're conducting their operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hire students, they run internships and mentorships, they support faculty, they sponsor research projects. The, the list of these collaborations goes on and on. And I'm the day to day kind of boots on the ground point person mm-hmm. for the uh, private companies as they learn how to operate within the university structure.
0: So how do you get into a role like that? First, well, first of all, okay, let's, let's all back right. it up. How long have you been here? Uh,
1: I've been in this role for a little over five years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely love it. I am a Tech alum myself. Yes. I first arrived here in the fall of 1996.
0: From where? Where are you from? Uh, from West Monroe. Okay. From
1: just right down the road. Mm-hmm. And that plays a big part into the overarching story. Uh, but I came here to Tech. It's the very first family member in my family to ever come to Louisiana Tech. Okay, really? uh, I was followed very shortly after that by my sister uh, and then over the course uh, of the last um, 30 years uh, my entire family extended even is now a tech family
0: okay trendsetter then huh? And
1: that's right they uh they, they they loose their old ties and cut their old bonds and it's a it's a full-on tech family oh. now oh,
0: that's great what was your degree in my degree is in
1: general studies
0: okay so how do you go from that to working your way up to a position here now, the role you're in? Uh,
1: well, I've done a lot of things. Uh, I, I often like to uh, like to tout the I don't know the the usability of a general studies degree. Sure, yeah, you of know, course. A lot of people come in, they're like, "Well, I just don't know what to do," and I'm like, "Well, don't discount this." Mm-hmm. Uh, I have worked throughout my career in industry. I have worked in the nonprofit sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, I taught high school for almost a decade uh, and then had a good friend who was in a position here on campus uh, with the enterprise campus. And uh, he was leaving. He and his family were about to move. And he called me up one day and he said, hey, Tommy, I'm I'm moving on to a different place. But uh, I think you would really like what I'm doing here at Tech. Well, how would you feel about coming to campus to see me? And, you know, I would never miss, you know, a chance to come to campus and to see some old friends and to hug some necks and shake some hands. Mm -hmm. And so we got to visiting and I came over. Uh, I listened to what the plans were, what the Innovation Enterprise team was doing, uh, met some of the people, and I said, you know, this this may be the opportunity I've been waiting for and coming back to campus. And and I tell you, I, I ran into some people uh, just right off the bat that, uh, that were here and were pivotal with my walk through tech mm-hmm. and the, the chance to not only work hand-in-hand hand with them, but to give back and to pour into people the way that they poured into me almost 30 years ago, yeah. and it was just a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, and it's it's sort of interesting, I would imagine, to be put into a role uh, with the Enterprise Campus because that's steadily evolving, right? Those plans are still in place to grow and grow and grow, and I think Enterprise Campus is unique in the sense that – it's part of campus. It's integrated into the campus physically. It's also sort of independently its own set of operations and things, right?
1: That's right, Gavin. We, we call it the gray area, mm-hmm. which what it is, is we are 100% a part of the campus. So we we are employees of Louisiana Tech. Uh, we work for the school, but it's our focus that sets outside of the campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recruit companies to come in, we gain new sponsorships, we look for new funding avenues, uh, and then support those companies as they come in and integrate themselves into the campus.
0: So let's talk about two of the big pieces of the Enterprise Campus Tech Point and now Tech Point 2. Talk to us about the first Tech Point, the OG, and kind of how that evolved and you know, showcased a need to expand and add TechPoint to, and kind of what the the role was for TechPoint at the beginning and how that's changed now.
1: Right. So yeah, I like that. The OG, mm-hmm. uh, the OG TechPoint uh, was was brought in about twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, one of the brain children of, of upper administration, like Dr. Geis and uh, and down through uh, the board, as well as the Alumni Association, as well as Dr. Davy Norris, who put together a an opportunity for the university to work directly with outside partners right uh the overall goal i guess you say is to help orient the university to the market uh, we do a phenomenal job educating people here we send them all over the world to work and all this yeah. but uh but a lot of times we educate them just to send them away to bigger markets when maybe what They were looking for was available right here. Uh, And so that's uh, opening up that collaboration and opening up that communication with what the market is seeking right now. We're not saying that we have to turn the entire universe to that, but we can start practices and we can start partnerships together that will benefit both sides.
0: Yeah, so you're bringing employers to the students, you that's know, correct. and that's and, that, and kind of giving them, you know, softball kind of a low hanging fruit situation where they have the cream of the crop right in their backyard. You they know?
1: have the cream of the crop as far as the talent pool. Mm-hmm. They have uh, a much greater research capability. One of the things we like to tell our partners is one of the things you can do with innovation enterprises bring us your problems. Bring us the yeah. issues that you're having. We may have faculty. We may have students. We may have entire teams of people already working on what it is you're trying to solve. If not, we may have teams looking for projects, and we can put some of the best minds available yeah. on the project that you're looking for. Uh, it's a win-win situation. Uh, the the students get the grades. The faculty gets the research dollars, and the students get the experience, and the uh, the private sector gets the product.
0: Yeah, and they, and you know, you bring up an interesting point that I haven't considered. It's not, you know, you think about that relationship, and you think their main benefit is the students that graduate here, they can get kind of that direct pipeline to those corporations, but also, you kind of mentioned it, the university is, as a whole, a resource to a lot of these private private companies that are That's here. That's correct. Um, and, it, you know, obviously now with TechPoint, 2, it's evident, but tech point kind of outgrew its shoes in a way, right?
1: It, it did. It was designed to be a multi-tenant uh, facility, and that's exactly uh, what it did. And we've seen companies come and go, anything from student startups to small businesses to small business startups to Fortune 500 companies mm-hmm. uh, that come in and utilize things. And we had uh, really kind of keystone companies that came in large spaces, long-term contracts, things like that, and and that helps facilitate uh, the space also for smaller companies. Mm -hmm. Well, as this program has grown over the last decade, people are really starting to see its value. Uh, They can just, on the onset, see the worth of being not only linked to a university, but specifically being linked to Louisiana Tech University, being located in North Central Louisiana, there are so many perks uh, that get overlooked when your automatic knee-jerk reaction is to look to large markets. And so when they find that here and now, so they've begun growing within themselves and growing their footprints here. So as we established tech Point 2, it was going to be our, for less, lack of a better term, our, our larger tenant facility. So as we lease out like, uh, tech Point 2, we lease it out by floor and by wing, not just by individual office spaces or smaller things mm-hmm. like that. The security is a little bit higher in tech Point 2. That was by design. Uh, and so it's, it's meant to cater to... To our larger partners one of the things that's done for us is it freed up a good bit of space in tech point one so that we can go back to those growing companies mid-sized companies companies that want to start a relationship with the university and allow for them to have some growth space already built into the spaces that they're looking at
0: yeah and you know you mentioned geographically how overlooked is a big that's the word you use and I think if you were to draw sort of a plus on the map and Ruston was in the middle you know you got Dallas this way you got Jackson this way you go south Louisiana you get New Orleans you go up north you get to start Little Rock in those more metro areas and it's easy for Ruston, even in the I-20 corridor between Monroe and Shreveport to get overlooked I think so what besides the resources and being attached to tech what is sort of your pitch when these when these partners come in i I imagine they don't have to be convinced too hard but you know, how do you sort of attract that sort of talent to be a part of the campus here?
1: So that's a great question. I'm glad you asked it specifically that way because one of the things that we do pitch is we pitch that Ruston is the innovation hub for the I-20 corridor. Mm. You would think it might be Shreveport. You would think it might be Monroe, but it's not. Now, mind you, when we say I-20 corridor, we mean everything from Longview to Jackson, mm-hmm. from El Dorado to Alexandria. Yeah. So not just along the strip of I-20, but all the subsidiaries that feed that. Now within these areas, we're the only Tier 1 level research university within 200 miles. Mm. right? So we have an excellent base of people, of differing economies, of people of differing and, and valued educations, people that want to work, and a big part of people that want to stay here. A lot of people, including myself, that live here have done that with a whole lot of intentionality. Yeah. And there are so many people that want to stay here and uh, and to, to bring higher level jobs to bring higher tech jobs to bring very good paying jobs not only does that employ the people around here but it brings in it creates a gravity that brings in the service networks that feed all of that and so we're right for growth in this entire area and what we call the the i-20 corridor is just set and ready to explode and with louisiana tech at the forefront of that uh it's a it's a win-win for everybody involved Mm -hmm.
0: you don't have to yeah you don't convince them too hard to be a part of the ride cuz it's That's right. it's That's right yeah um so tech point 2 it's i mean like you you kind of mentioned that when you came into this role you know you kind of there was sort of some structure already on enterprise campus but you kind of got to see tech point 2 in a lot of ways from the ground up quite literally when you talk about construction and things like that um Talk about kind of what that was like and kind of what your role was like. I'm sure it had its stressful moments and it's the moments of triumph. And I think, you know, building the facility, I know, I, I heard, you know, from day one that even before construction started, it was booked, right? Is that, yeah. So. Um, the need was already there for the building. You didn't want to build the space and then have to fill it up. You filled it up and then you built the building, right? So talk about it and kind of talk about the construction process. So
1: that's just good economics. Yeah, sure. And so so before construction ever started, there were letters of intent that went out to several partners and several companies. Meetings after meetings after meetings and you wonder how anything could ever get done with the amount of meetings but uh, the way the framework and the groundwork was set, it was initially, it was set for success. It was like when this building, Building opens, it's going to open operational and it's going to open with clients in it. Uh, through the construction process, this is the first thing I've ever been a part of building. It was, I mean, every day was a learning experience and yeah. something new. And you think about it, uh, it goes down to we laughed about just the simple decision making products or process. Mm-hmm. And so they'll say, okay, well, hey, what kind of light switches? do you want and you're like that's a light switch just and put there, something and in there here's
0: 50 options it's, right it's yeah <laughs> here's
1: 50 options and you finally narrow it down and say okay fine let's do this light switch and then they say okay now order 400 of them and you're like oh okay well may, may, maybe a little thought yeah, doesn't need yeah, to go yeah. into this uh when, when you're looking at something but one of the things that we did and uh this was probably one of the great Ending success stories of what Tech Point 2 is and what it's going to be was uh, those letters of intent that went out to our partner companies, the companies we knew were going to have the largest stake in the building. Mm -hmm. They also had a, a say in what they needed physically for the building to work best for them, for their services, for their industry. And so not only... Were the campus side of people meeting and the foundation side of people meeting, the enterprise campus side of people meeting, but also the private services that we were um, that we were catering to. They, They were brought into these meetings also and say, okay, what what would make. Your company better, what would make your experience here better what would what would allow you to utilize the university and its resources better and those ideas and ideals were brought into the incorporation of the design of the building
0: mm. and the building is in a lot of ways a mirror of tech point one o g whatever you want to call it, it you know it sits kind of diagonally across from it at an intersection and structurally from the outside it, a lot of similarities kind of the angles the design of it um, but I, yeah, I, I imagine if you're going into it knowing these are the partners that are going to be occupying this space, we want it to be a proficient and efficient space for them, right? right. Um, so when these partners come on and when they're at take point two, and like you said, it's at capacity right now, um, what? What's the contract situation? How long are they there for when they, they're there right now?
1: Our standard take point Two contract is five years.
0: Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about the partners that are currently in the building.
1: One of our oldest partners in the history of our enterprise campus is Radiance Technologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were one of the first companies to, to come in and say, hey, look, we want to be a part. We've had great success working hand in hand with the university. Uh, they like the Ruston area. As a matter of fact, their CEO and a lot of their top brass are tech graduates themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that gives them a a coming back home kind of thing. So as as Radiance uh, comes in and moves in, they will not only be uh, running a a good portion of their research uh, research division, Mm -hmm. but they'll also be looking at building their own talent pipelines as well as – spearheading uh, research projects within the university itself. Uh, Crossmark Management Group, which is a uh, Ruston staple and and local here, uh, has moved in, and they were the first tenant to actually move in and begin operating uh, in the building. And so they have been a great partner. They employ a lot of students Mm -hmm. uh, through the various factions of their management company. And then Louisiana New Product Development, which will be uh, coming in very shortly, is a uh, prototyping and commercialization company that's uh, currently out of shreveport they're moving the entirety of their operation to tech point two in ruston and that is uh constantine doligan and onega ulanova who are also tech graduates who begun this business
0: yeah so it's i mean you're bringing in sort of these pinnacle partners and they also have ties local ties that kind of i think i would imagine spur them on too and keep them sort of you know, you have a sense of loyalty and dedication to this area, and then you want to you want to make tech better. You want to help tech make your your corporation better, your company better, and so I, it's just like a circle, I guess, in my head that kind of you kind of feed each other.
1: And that's right, and that circle steadily grows. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know, we we talk about that a lot here, and and I tell you that Louisiana Tech probably does this better than most institutions that I've I've seen or worked with or been a part of, and. At least personally how I feel, what they balance so well is that legacy and tradition balanced nicely with that forward thinking and opportunistic nature like that we can continue to branch out. We can continue to strive for new goals and look forward without losing that heart that is our tradition and, and is our legacy. You know, I, I've been blessed to travel, you know, quite a bit throughout my life. And I tell you what, no matter where you are, if you run into somebody and they've got a Louisiana Tech emblem anywhere on them, then uh, then it, it goes deep, Yeah, right? You, you find those people. And I, I know we all run into them and, and I feel that way myself. And, you know, my wife and I, Have lots of friends that that we went to school with, that we graduated with from here. And and we love to go and visit them in Dallas or in Huntsville or Mm -hmm. in Nashville or in New Orleans or wherever they landed uh, chasing their jobs or chasing their markets. And, And we worked very hard to stay here. Yeah. You know, a lot of times meaning changing jobs, occasionally changing career, because there's just something about this place and about this area in North Louisiana. You know, and it's where our families were and it's where our churches were and it's where the people that we wanted to do life with were here. Mm -hmm. Now, I have two daughters of my own and they'll come through tech. And when they graduate from tech, if it's you know, if it's time for them to spread their wings and go, well, then so be it. But if they want to stay I want the opportunity to be here. Of course. Their reason for leaving will never be, well, I didn't have the opportunity to pursue my career or to the level that I wanted to, so I had to leave. And so what we're doing at Innovation Enterprise and these partnerships and bringing more and more into north central Louisiana is we're creating a generational change for this area that affects not only us and not only the university, but it impacts the entirety of our
0: community very nice and it's also when when you can bring in partners that that realize that and think that way that understands you know what you're trying to accomplish by having tech point tech point the enterprise campus as a whole um it just makes it so much easier from the get-go uh let's talk a little bit more about the enterprise campus apart from these two buildings yes um and the functions of partnerships kind of how else does it supplement the university's efforts uh
1: it brings a, a different and fresh set of eyes mm-hmm. uh, to the university that's not a prospective student or someone, maybe even it reaches out or, or it extends our reach mm-hmm. uh, into other markets. Uh, you know, Radiance is based in, in Huntsville, Alabama, Fenway in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. Uh Imrat is up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so we, we have these companies and everywhere that we reach out and they partner, well, that affects us also. And, and so as people in their markets and their networks learn more about their companies, they also learn more about Louisiana Tech and learn more about our community. Yeah. It extends our reach.
0: Yeah. And speaking of literally extending reach the enterprise campus is kind of working its way to downtown Ruston, and there's been uh efforts you know road construction and pathway construction sidewalk improvements things like that that all have kind of taken place uh in that sort of tech to downtown connection and i think it was adam McGurt who told me one time during the construction of tech point two it feels like a walkable city down there because everything is just kind of right on top of you on the sidewalks and
1: that's exactly right and that's the way that we advertise it so the enterprise campus uh Tech Point and then the the followings of the Enterprise Campus were put in place by design. And that's exactly what it was designed to do is connect the campus to downtown. So the community,
0: campus community, yeah.
1: So connect the economic arm of the university directly with the economic center of the downtown of the city. So, yes, from Tech Point 2, from Tech Point 1, from IASB, and just that end of campus, you're a three-block walk to downtown restaurants, to downtown shopping. With the Rock Island Greenway that's coming through and bisecting the Mm -hmm. enterprise campus, you've got walking and biking and uh, just a a thoroughfare that kind of brings it. So when we talk to new and prospective companies and partners, that want to come in, uh, one of the things that I personally like to say is it's downtown amenities with a small town feel. Yeah. All right? So, so you get that, let's walk on down for lunch, or, you know, we're very close to some shopping, or we can, you know, bleed over uh, things that are being celebrated in town directly with things that are being celebrated with campus. Uh, and so it is physically going to, uh, to, to merge the two.
0: Yeah. Um, and You kind of this would be a good, I guess, opportunity to segue. We've alluded to it a little bit, but the sort of the future of the enterprise campus. I mean, it's easy to say tech point three coming soon, but I I know it's not that simple, but it is going to continue to grow, I'm sure. So how much can you talk about kind of the vision and the future of enterprise campus?
1: Well, uh, just from stepping back and looking at it from a big macro standpoint, Mm -hmm. then we say that the enterprise campus is growing. Mm -hmm. It is built to grow. Uh, All growth is finite. You know, at at some point. So as we look ahead, we we have designs, we have ideas uh, to go as not necessarily as far as we can, but to go as far as it is still useful. Mm -hmm. Uh, to both the campus, to both the community, and things like that. Like Tech Point 2 was done, uh, we're not just going to start throwing up buildings and hoping we can find people to put them in. Uh, What we'll do is we will find investors, and we will find uh, partners, and we will find uh, industries and companies that that want to be a part of uh, uh, of this program as a whole. And then when we have them in place, Then we'll put up another building. Yeah.
0: And it's a lot of people don't realize, too, that the plans for Tech Point 2 were years in the making. It's it's safe to say that like Tech Point One happened, and then they, we realized we needed Tech Point Two. It was kind of already in the plans, right?
1: It was kind of already in the plans. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this was this was built to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built to to merge the city and the community with the university. It was it was built to merge the research capabilities of the university with the private industry. Uh, and when we say private industry, that goes anywhere from private business to government entities. Uh, we do a lot of work with our partners at Barks. Uh, and so it's it's uh it's a big it's a big draw
0: Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of uh much like you know we had an episode recently we talked about um the uh, ltri in uh in that area of shreveport and um how a lot of it is you know there's top secret stuff going on there's classified stuff i think there's some operations in tech point too that are you know kind of up there heavy duty time type operations. Um, but I know that I've had a chance to be inside the building and, and, and be up and down all the floors. And, uh, you showed us around there and, um, it is top notch. And I think that it speaks to, there was, there's so much care put into it to make sure that it fits on campus, that it fits the vision. You mentioned that it fits the goals of the partners that are going to occupy the space that are occupying the space. Um, and it doesn't, you don't want it to look out of place, but you don't want to, worry so much about that that it loses function you know so uh, a complicated sort of juggling act and i think that you know now that it's it's up and running and things are going in tech point two that the way that you know they're supposed to be you mentioned learning something every day uh, throughout the process of the building but now that the building's there what are kind of the day-to-day operations like for you in tech point two
1: uh, so in Tech Point 2 right now, as we're beginning, so my, my part in day-to-day operations, this, this drops back to the facilities mm-hmm. more than it than it does anything else, is uh, we're still in a big move-in phase. Uh, different things had to be ordered from different parts all over mm-hmm. the country. You know, No two shipments are going to come in at the same time. Because you want to get the right time. thing, right? You you wanna you, get the you'll right wait stuff. if it you means you get, get the right stuff. Wh- what you paid for, what your tenants asked for, all of this kind of stuff. And so we're in a... Uh, Uh, An extended move-in period, and a lot of times what we want to do is we don't – you don't want to ask because – We're now dealing with the private sector and private markets. We can't ask these companies to shut down operations for a month while we all move in and get cozy into the new building. No, it's got to be plug and play ready. We have to have everything in place so that when they shut down and switch over, it's as seamless as as possible for the projects that they have going, for the people that they have working for them, for the new people that they have coming in to work on uh, on their satellite offices. And so a lot of things have to be done ahead of time. So a lot of times you can look at that and go, well, well, that place is still empty. You know, I, I see desks and I see cubicles, but I see no people. And so, well, now maybe the network and the infrastructure are being switched over, and mm-hmm. the things that you know, the security is being tested. We're making sure that it's right, so that once they leave the the place or facility where they are and come in, they can get right back to business.
0: Yeah, and it's. It's kind of like just because the building's done doesn't mean the building's done. Doesn't mean right? the building's done. Yeah. That's exactly um, right. And so um, I will say, I you know, I, I walked through that area of campus quite a bit and it's it's kind of fun to be on sidewalk level on street level and those big windowed offices right there on the side and you, you can look in, they can look out. I mean, not to say it's like a zoo or anything, but <laughs> I feel like if I was in an office like that, I might feel that way. But it, I mean like being able to just look and even the higher up you go on those floors, you know, you get to the the big meeting rooms and things like that and you can literally just see such a great view of campus and the hustle and bustle that happened, especially over there near IESB. Um, so I imagine that the project even though, like you said, there are still things that are 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 being worked on and being managed, and it's going to probably be continuous because it's it's a huge building and there are lots of moving parts and moving people in there, and so every day is going to be you know something something new to to handle. But um, I have to imagine the ribbon cutting and the building opening and getting those tenants moved in, those partners moved in, was kind of a moment of triumph for y'all.
1: It, it really was, and it was one of those things that when you look back to the onset of it, it was the the date that was forever away. Yeah. And and you kind of 2019, I
0: think it was announced, right? That's right. And so
1: we had to go through the 2020 COVID year. And then we had to go through uh, worldwide supply chain
0: issues.
1: And we had to, you know, it's like, hey, we've gotten to a point where we have to stop because the thing we need to take the next step isn't here. Yeah. You know, it's on a boat in New Jersey somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, and the way I believe that. The university, our team, and our partners handled and navigated that just speaks to uh, how much they believe in in this, in in the process, and how it's going to work, and the partnership between Louisiana Tech and these private entities is the fact that, you know, there are a lot of times and a lot of places and a lot of people that would have just cut the ties right there and went in another direction. Mm but everybody at the table says no we we believe in this we see its value and we're going to stick this out we're going to make it work how it's planned because the plan is good
0: yeah also to be fair you know kind of you mentioned those kind of big big roadblocks sort of that were affected worldwide you know things that were caused from around the world way out of our control but uh I think when we got into the last sort of year or so of the construction, it really kind of shot up and the progress became really evident. Once you kind of got the frame of the building up and you can kind of start seeing the shape of it and then they start getting walls and glass and the different materials up. And I think the last year of that, people kind of started to walk by it more often and noticed that. It's really there, you know, yeah, for a while yeah. it felt like a big lot that took away all our parking spaces, you know, those kind of people's perception of it. But then once it's kind of physically occupying a space on campus, it kind of becomes real for a lot of people.
1: Right. And people look back and, and, and say, so, you know what? That is it's beautiful. It matches. Mm-hmm. We're starting to see the functionality of it. And as more and more people start to integrate within to the enterprise campus and when within to innovation enterprise, uh, I think it's going to be um, in the future. looked back on as a great success as more. You know, the same student uh, that was a year ago upset about losing a parking space. Is going to be very grateful yeah. to have a full time job.
0: <gasps> yeah, yeah.
1: Still in, still in town. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, it's going to be poetic in a way, I'm sure. Um, yeah, we talk about growth a lot on this podcast with different guests because you know tech's headed in a in a very nice direction and and everyone's kind of really bought into the idea that there's a lot of potential here and we're going to grow. And I think you know Dr. Henderson, one of the recent podcast episodes, really hammered that home. It's part of his vision here as a new president. And I think uh, Enterprise Campus is very evident of that and um kind of we talked about the symbiosis of operating as part of the university but not and you know working with private partners but also being sort of publicly available in a sense um and i use the phrase juggling act and you know it applies here too but um a lot of people, it takes a lot of people over there to make it work. Um, I know you guys are working hard every day as a team. So um, I appreciate everything you do. I appreciate you making time for us today, Tommy. And uh, good luck out there. Keep, keep things running up over at Tech Point 2 in the Enterprise Campus.
1: Gavin, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, you can check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.